1: Well, hello there. It's Ryan Dilks from the Second Tier Podcast. If you're listening to this episode, which you clearly are, then you might be wondering, what the hell is this witchcraft that's popped up in my feed? No, it's not Sunday. Your calendar isn't playing tricks on you. We're trying something new. What we've done is we're going to try and do some of the Second Tier meets. It's an original title, I know. So basically, we're hoping to speak to guys who run fanzines of clubs in the Championship, people who do podcasts covering teams in the Championship, that kind of thing and maybe just maybe we might even speak to the odd ex-pro here and there this week on the first ever episode we've spoken to ben james from the cardiff city podcast and fan run website view from the ninian which seems pretty timely with neil warnock leaving doesn't it you can hear mine and justin's views on it on sunday but firstly let's hear from someone who'll be able to give you the fan perspective enjoy
0: Ben James and I was one of the original founders of the View from the Ninian and now I'm kind of all around dog's body. I write, edit, social media, everything really at View from the Ninian apart from the podcast itself which is run by a few other people now.
1: So, Ben, it's been quite the eventful week for Cardiff City fans. Obviously, Neil Warnock left earlier in the week by mutual consent. Um, He's been there for quite a while now and obviously got Cardiff City promoted to the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. So I suppose my first question is, did you see the fantastic tributes that we posted on the Second Tier podcast Twitter feed?
0: Yeah, I think uh, eventful week is is a bit of an understatement, really. I, don't, I think people were kind of expecting him to leave at some point in the future, but maybe not as quickly as he had. And um, yeah, I have to say, I did see the video. Um I think it was the perfect tribute really. Um I th- I think you encaptured captured some of my favorite moments uh, of last season particularly um his his stare down to um I think it was Craig Pawson during the Chelsea game um and his encouraging of the the fans should we say to to boo him. Um you know, he's a he's a divisive man and I think he he captured some of his best and most divisive moments and um he'll he'll long be remembered for that at Cardiff.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course and after the loss to Bristol City at the weekend, I had a little look around the uh, Cardiff fan base really on Twitter. And I haven't been looking every week, but that was the first time I really noticed a lot of Cardiff City fans saying it's time for Warnock to go. Um, so from a Cardiff City fan perspective, was him going a shock
0: So, I think when you look at what's happened over the last few weeks, I think, you know, we've we've not been playing well at all this season. We've been very up and down, very inconsistent. We've won games, but we haven't been that convincing when we've won. And I think it, it kind of all started coming to a head with, with the Swansea loss, where we were just completely abject at the Liberty. Swansea kind of waltzed through the game and beat us one nil. Then I think the the Bristol game, which is another derby for us obviously was a, a chance for him to kind of make up for that. And it was just the same thing again. We just didn't perform and um you know, I think the fans started really turning at the end of that game. I think it's not a surprise that he's gone. I think it was just how quickly it happened. There was some rumblings, perhaps, that the club were looking to to start thinking about replacement, that he might stay until Christmas and then make his move. But all of a sudden it was announced that he was gone. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. It's it's sad and um, shocking at the time, but I think for, for all parties concerned, it was probably the right decision. It was just the, the kind of timing and quickness of the announcement kind of left us a, a little bit shocked, shall we say.
1: Yeah, give us an insight into where it's really gone wrong this season. What have been the big problems for Cardiff?
0: So, I think if we if we started the summer, I think we we lost a few key players in Bruno Manga, Aaron Gunnison, Victor Camarasa, um who were kind of key players during during last season. Um then when we started the season, people like Neil Etheridge got injured quite early on. Um, and then some of the summer signings maybe haven't lived up to their billing. So we we spent quite big in the summer on Robert Glatzel. We spent quite big on Aidan Flint and Marlon Pack. Um, Marlon Pack was meant to be the kind of man who glued our midfield together and he got injured within two games Aidan Flint looks like Bambi on ice at best of times and is constantly at fault for goals Um, and Robert Glatzel just hasn't we're not kind of playing to his strengths and I think it's kind of a combination of everything really we've looked pretty rudderless in defence Um usually very hard to break down, very hard to, to kind of score goals against and very resolute in that sense but we look brittle at the back we look um, a bit lost and I'd say three of our four defenders who started the most have been performing very badly this season. Um, in the midfield we're just not creating enough our our wingers have been very inconsistent um, Josh Murphy, Nathaniel Mendes, lang have both had inconsistent seasons so far and until Danny Ward scored a couple of goals none of our strikers were really scoring so it's 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 not one thing. It's it's kind of a combination of everything across the pitch. But um, I think the the biggest one is just, is just how noticeable we are at, in defence at at leaking goals. We just haven't been as strong as we were last season or or two seasons ago.
1: Yeah, of course. So with everything you've just said, I suppose this season has been one big, massive underachievement, hasn't it? When you consider you've got quite a few players still from that Premier League squad and you spent a lot of money on the team. You had Neil Warnock in charge, who is a very good manager at this level. Um, And dare I mention that Justin had Cardiff to finish top at the start of the season. Um, This season must be really underwhelming.
0: Yeah, I think that's the word that sums it up. Really, it's just been hugely underwhelming. I think we've just underperformed, and especially when we consider how how well we did last season towards the end, and we finished the season by beating Man United at Old Trafford, and it you know it wasn't even a fluke; it was a, a very good performance from us. And then we come to the start of this season, and it, it just seems like a million miles away, really. And I think. It's just been, you know, one disappointment after another with players not performing, with performances not being up to scratch and with kind of chances not being taken. And, you know, even though we don't find ourselves too far off the playoffs and too far off the kind of top six and top eight that that this season is a write-off so far, I think it's just been, you know, a, a hugely disappointing opening third of the season. Yeah, one final
1: point before we move on to what happens next. Um, Obviously, Warnock got you promoted a couple of seasons ago and he seems to be quite a popular figure at Cardiff and um, there's been a lot of complaints about him this season. But do you think that will affect his standing in the history books at Cardiff City?
0: I don't think it will. I think we were getting to the point where things were starting to sour, and there was starting to be that kind of toxic air around the club. But for me, and I think we saw it on Twitter last night when the when the news was announced, there was a huge outpouring of love and affection for Neil Warnock. And I think, and it, this is I think this is a perspective that's echoed by quite a lot of people. When when you look at where we were as a club when he came in, we were in the relegation zone. We were lost. Our identity had kind of lost its way with the you know the the red kit years the vincent tan years the the slade years Solskjaer years however you want to call it there was an era where we were losing our way as a club and he came in and just gave us that unity and that that belief that that we craved as a as a football club and he just got the fans he got the kind of atmosphere around the ground and he pulled us all together and kind of gave us something to believe in again. And I think, you know, I've criticised his transfer policy so far and, and we've criticised his football on the pitch, but I think what he has done for this football club will go far beyond what happens on the pitch and it will be felt within the the, the stadium, within the club for, for years to come because he got, kind of gave us our club back and gave us something to believe in again. OK,
1: then uh, let's move on then to the future. Simple question. Who do you want to come in?
0: who do i want to replace neil warnock well it's it's kind of becoming a redundant question really because i think the 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 news that is kind of broken today is that there's there's two candidates in the frame one being lee bowie and one being uh millwall's or ex millwall sorry neil harris um i don't know what the the current situation is though it's looking like it's going to be neil harris but if you were wanted to give me the choice i would i would go for gareth ainsworth i think um he's done a brilliant job at Wickham. He's exactly the kind of manager I think we need now, someone who can come in, build a project, who's playing progressive football, building year on year, and has taken a club from from strength to strength, season on season, and he's got Wickham flying high in League One, which has been brilliant to see. Um it, you know, if if it was down to me, I'd be going going all out on on Gareth Ainsworth.
1: Yeah, Neil Harris was the one I saw and um at the moment, he seems to be the most likely candidate. So with that being said, does his potential appointment excite you at all?
0: So so my reaction to, to Harris has been a bit of a slow burner throughout the, the last sort of uh, 24 hours, if you will. I think when when he first got announced, I thought it was a bit lazy, a bit kind of unimaginative, a bit kind of Warnock 1.5 if you will they you know he's not known for playing the most expansive football at Millwall he's if you look at their possession statistics over the last couple of seasons they've kind of struggled to keep possession but the more I think about it and I've spoken to a few Millwall supporting friends I'm I'm not averse to it. I'm getting more excited for it. He's he's still a young manager. I think he's only in his early 40s, and he's only been managing Millwall properly for sort of four years, or he was managing Millwall for just over four years. In that time, he took them to a couple of quarterfinals of the FA Cup. He ran them very close in the playoffs um, in the 2017-18 season. With the if you look at the back end of the season, I think they went something like 18 games unbeaten, which was you know almost rivaling uh, Fulham for the the kind of unbeaten um, run, as it were. And I think if he is the kind of manager who wants a project and we we support him in the right way, then I think he could come in and and be a success. If he makes us hard to beat from the outset and then builds upon that with good attacking play and we've got the heaven knows we've got the players who can attack, then it, it could turn out to be a very shrewd and very good appointment. Yeah, that's really
1: interesting. And the new manager, whoever it may be, whether it be uh, Harris Bowyer, maybe even Ainsworth, maybe even somebody completely different. If you had the chance to talk to that manager, what would you tell them? Are their top priorities?
0: I think there's a there's a there's a probably a, a, a three tiered approach that I'd want to see from them. I'd I'd want them to come in and just take us back to basics and make us hard to beat make us defensively sound and and give us that that kind of um that backstop to build upon as as we look to the kind of two second two thirds of the season the second would be to give confidence to our attacking players we've got people like josh murphy mendez lang gavin white who are all good players but they just seem to lack confidence at the moment. And I think it's the same with our strikers. I think Robert Glatzel, Omar Bogle, they they all just look slightly bereft of confidence. And I don't know if that's the way that Warnock was playing or or whatever it was. But I just want them to kind of be freer as they're playing and just have the the ability to go and, and give defenders a, a bit of a go, really. And then my final point would be just Cardiff fans love triers. They love teams who Go out there and give it their all and whether that's we attack and we lose by a couple of goals or whether they just get stuck in and put them, put themselves about and put those tackles in that we love to see. That's that's what we want and that's what fans kind of crave and which we haven't seen this season.
1: Yeah, of course. So finally, what would the expectations be for whoever the next manager is? Would you say the playoffs are still a possibility
0: well, as an internal, eternal optimist, I think playoffs are definitely within reach. I you know, I think the, the championship this season especially is so tight in that middle part. I think there's from about six down to where we are, there's only sort of four or five points separating teams. So I think if, if a new manager comes in, kind of gets them working to how he wants almost straight away or over the next couple of weeks, then absolutely the playoffs is the aim and i think if if we can get the playoffs then great but if we miss out on the playoffs then i think a lot of cardiff fans all they want to see is is that bit of bit of heart a bit of kind of you know offensive spirit a bit of good defending again and just a a team of 11 players are going to go out every week and really try and take the game to the opposition and just give us a platform then if we don't make the playoffs this year that we can go into the next season with a similar team with keep this kind of squad of players together and just build on something next year that we really go into next season and, and give ourselves a chance of getting those top two spots Smashing Ben. Uh, Thank you for your time today and I suppose congratulations
1: on being the first ever participant in these second tier meets. Uh, And as I say, thank you for your time today.
0: Well, I feel truly honoured that I I was the first guest and I was able to represent View from Ninny in this way. So um, thanks for inviting inviting me on and um, looking forward to hearing the rest of these features throughout the season.
1: So there you have it. This has been the first ever The Second Tier Meets with Ben James from The View from The Ninny. And thank you for listening. If you have any feedback on this episode, then by all means, send it over. We'll definitely take it on board, whether you want these episodes to be longer, whether you want us to do more, whether you enjoyed it, that kind of thing, and also whether you want us to speak to anyone in particular, whether it's a podcast at your club, a fanzine, let us know. We'll uh, have a chat with them and see what we can do. Uh, as I say, we'll be back on Sunday so we'll give you our thoughts on Neil Warnock leaving Cardiff and a bunch of other championship things. It's the international break, into And we'll still talk about the championship, god damn it, even though there's no games. Uh, we'll also do a and a so if you have any questions that you want us to answer, send it over on our Twitter. Also, you can email us. It's the second Tier pod at gmail.com. Actually, it's not got a V at the start of it, it's just second tier pod at gmail.com. It's in our Twitter bio if you just want to copy and paste it, you know, you know where we are. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening to this, and we'll see you on Sunday.
0: Make